The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Thursday, April 15th edition. Hope everybody had a good Wednesday. Carlos Rodon with a no-no, absolutely outstanding. Other pitchers got blown up. We had just fun all over the place. So everybody had a good one, enjoyed themselves. We move on to Thursday, where we have a weird schedule. We have a six-game early if you're playing Fandle, only four, and a five-game main slate. So I'll give you a quick run through the six-game slate. We'll break down the five-game slate as usual. We'll get you set up for both. If you have any further questions, I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick. Come join the free Fantasy DGen Slack chat. Just let me know. We'll get you hooked up there. Also, real quick, if you can rate and review the podcast on iTunes, it would mean a ton to me. It would help out, a, help out a lot. It's about the only currency I ask for out of this. If you can give a rate and review, it would really, really help out. It takes a couple seconds out of your day. Also, if you like watching the video, go to the Rotoballer YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe, like, all that good stuff there. But um, real quick, on the six-game early slate, the, the two games that are not on the Fandle slate, the Mets and Phillies, they start at 12-10 Eastern, 9-10 Pacific. Somehow it's 10 minutes before the rest of the slate. Fandle didn't put them on. No idea. The other game is the Seattle-Baltimore game one of the doubleheader. So it's on DraftKings. But remember, it's only seven games. So be careful with that one as well. Um, the early slate has much better pitching than the late slate. The late slate is garbage. Garbage. But the early slate's fun. On DraftKings, you have DeGrom at 11,000. Against Philadelphia, you got Lance Lynn at 94. You have Savali at 93. All great options. All great options if you're paying all the way up. Uh, obviously, DeGrom's the beast. He's one of the goats. He's he's great. There's no reason not to use him unless you want to save some cash and be different. Lance Lynn going up against that Indian team just got no-noed by Rodon. As a team, they're hitting like a buck 80 on the season. They're just dreadful right now. Uh, Lynn threw a complete game shutout his last time around. In line for another great start this time. Um, don't hate him at all. As, at all. As a pivot off of Degrom, really good spot there for Lynn. Savali is a nice GPP play and a pivot off of Lynn and Degrom as well. Uh, the White Sox offense has been struggling a bit. Tim Anderson will be back on Thursday, so something to keep in mind there. But uh, looking at a guy like Savali, don't hate it in tournaments to be different. I prefer Lance Lynn. We all prefer Degrom, so that's where I'd be going up top. If you're looking for some value, Ian Anderson at 8K against the Marlins. The Marlins are on fire right now, so I get it if you don't want to go there. Totally understand. 
But uh, at 8K, I, I could jump on the Ian Anderson wagon for sure, get some strikeouts, some some innings. Uh, that bullpen needs some help there in Atlanta. So give me some Anderson at 8K. Zach Eflin in tournaments at 76. Uh, the Mets offense still does not do it for me. We saw they scored two early runs on Wheeler, then he managed to, to keep it together for a while there and eat some innings up. Eflin could do the same thing, get some strikeouts. So don't hate that at 76. And last but not least, if you want to be different in a tournament, um, the Braves bats are good, but tons of swing and miss. Trevor Rogers, he's a very volatile player. He's 6,600 bucks, tournaments only. Don't mind him at all. Big strikeout ups that we've seen at times. He's only going to go five, maybe six innings. So I would never play him on FanDuel, but on DK, could be a nice SP2 at 6,600. You could pair him with Lynn, DeGrom, whichever one, and have your way with things. But uh, when it comes to the pitching, you're going to want DeGrom. That's what you're going to want. If you can't afford him for some reason, go to Lynn. If you can get Lynn and DeGrom together, that'd be outstanding. But that's going to be darn pro. over 20K in those two guys right out the gate. So you're really hampering your offense unless some value opens up, which you could when we talk about things. But uh, DeGrom land up top, Savali, a nice pivot off of those two. And then you got Anderson, Eflin, and Rogers down below. Uh, if you have to take a top and a bottom, it's DeGrom and Lynn up top, and then preferably Anderson and Eflin down below. That's that's where I'm going. But see what lineups come out. It's getaway day. It's day game. Sometimes you get some bad lineups. Sometimes it makes it easier for the pitchers. See how all that plays out. Now, when you're looking at the bats, I'm just going to talk about some stacks here and tell you where I'll go. Uh, we'll go when lineups come out in the Slack chat. I'll, we'll kind of talk more specifically on situations like that. So, so check all that out there. But um, for now, Minnesota and Boston, that game with uh, Garrett Richards and Michael Pinata, both good spots there. Uh, Richards has been getting destroyed so far earlier in the season. So getting yourself some Minnesota action there. Hopefully Buxton's back in. But if not, you got uh, Polanco and you got Cruz and, and Donaldson's back and some other – Key players there, maybe Kirilov sticks around. I think he was only up for the doubleheader. I'd be shocked if he's still there. But you got some options there. Jake Cave could be a nice cheapie with Minnesota versus Richards. Boston's on fire. They won, I believe, nine straight. They're leading the AL East. Uh, really good look in that matchup versus Pineda. Uh, Devers is hot. Martinez is hot. Verdugo went deep on uh, Wednesday. Lots of good options in that lineup. Like, you know, um, Vasquez catching, playing very, very well. Bogart just doing his thing. Lots of ways to go. Dahlback even got some hits. So this Boston team, you could do some damage against Pinata. Uh, San Diego versus Mitch Keller, not bad. I love Pittsburgh versus Paddock, and this is where you can find some value. You got guys like Colin Moran, Philip Evans, uh, Polanco even went deep on Wednesday. See what that lineup looks like, but those three really stand out early. But you got like guys like Newman and Frazier and Reynolds. Like There's options in this lineup. Uh, it's a lineup that's actually been putting up some runs of late, surprisingly. And going up against a um, a guy like Paddock, who I just don't believe in at all. And his fastball is very, very hittable right now. Uh, Pittsburgh is one of those nice, sneakier, affordable stacks. We've been looking at tr- Detroit. We're looking at Miami of late. Uh, a guy like a team like Pittsburgh fits that mold in a big, big way. Uh, if you want to go Atlanta, you want to like some of these other teams, you can. But my main targets on this slate's Minnesota, Boston, and Pittsburgh. I don't mind some Seattle versus Harvey. Just remember, it's a seven inning game. So you're not going to get – like you're going to be limited on, at bats on Cisco Bananas. But like Jose Marmaleos, we, we liked him yesterday. He's still going to be cheap. I got Kyle Seeger. Uh, you got like Mitch Hanniger. You got some other guys in that lineup. So you, you, you could have some fun there if you want to find some value plays out of that. I'd almost rather prefer finding value plays and spend-up plays since you're going to be losing those couple innings of action there. But uh, that's why Marmaleos I like a bit at his price point. DJ Stewart will be nice and cheap, but – it is the lefty Marco Gonzalez going, not Justin Dunn. 
So you got to be a little careful there, but still with Marco going, you got Mancini, you got Hayes, you got Mountcastle, uh, lots of options there as well. So you can pick on the Baltimore-Seattle game, but just realize it's seven innings and it's not as ideal. I'd rather guarantee those extra bats of some Boston, Pittsburgh, and Minnesota action. So that's where I'm targeting on the early slate. If you have any questions, again, I'm on Twitter at BDentric. Hit us up in the free fantasy DJ Slack chat. But let's head to the five-game main slate, and it's it's a doozy. It's a doozy. That's the best way I can say it, folks. Your totals on the slate, you have Boston, or, uh, Cleveland at Chicago. Savali, um, that's an early game too. Arizona, Washington, Kelly Corbin, eight and a half. Rangers, Jays, Lyles, Hill, eight and a half. Tigers, A's, Scooble, Manaya, eight and a half. Rockies, Dodgers, Gomber, Urias, eight. And we're still waiting on one more total because um, Toronto is going to move some pitchers around because of their stripling situation on Wednesday. Tanner Rourke will be making the start, it looks like, with some bullpen behind it against Jacob Junis and potentially some bullpen. So lots of fun in that one you'll see in a minute. When it comes to pitching, there's really only three guys, or three, maybe four guys I can plant my flag on that side of the 10 starting pitchers we have here. And the top one is Julio Arias. He's at home against that wonderful Colorado Rockies offense. He's 10-1. He's expensive, but there ain't much on this slate, boys and girls. In Colorado, seven innings, three hits, one run, six Ks for 27 points. I'll take that now. Washington hit him around his last time, five and two-thirds, three earned, only three Ks. That's the thing. He's got to get the strikeouts. And Colorado does strike out quite a bit. So if Arias is getting the strikeouts, 10-1 on this slate, give me some. He's going to be very popular. You might just have to eat the chalk. If you want to save 1100 bucks, or you want to try to pair him with Urias, Rich Hill's 9K at home against Texas, a Texas team that you can take advantage of. Uh, they have some little bit of offense at the same time, a lot of strikeouts. And you look at Hill's uh, appearances this year, he went four innings and six innings, four runs in both starts, but four Ks and seven Ks. So his last time, six innings, four hits, four and seven Ks. Got you 21 points. You will take 20-plus points on this slate in a heartbeat. So Rich Hill is on this. Uh, on a normal slate, I'd never even look at Rich Hill. But this is the days of our lives. So here we are. Um, the other guys I'm looking at here, Jacob Junis, he's improved the pitch mix a ton. He's 6400 bucks at home against Toronto. I like Toronto a lot. Junis went five innings, one hit, no runs, two walks, six Ks for 21 and a half against Cleveland. The caveat here, he's supposed to be an opener. I don't know how many pitches he's going to throw because he only threw 58 pitches in those five innings against Cleveland. So if he throws 58 pitches in three innings, is he done? Possibly. That's the problem here. So keep that in mind. It's risky at 64, but I like the upside against Toronto. Go get some strikeouts. Get out of there before it gets bad. You can go there. And if you want to be really, really different, because everyone's going to want the Dodgers bats and everyone's going to want Urias, Austin Gomber, $6,900 at home or on the road against the Dodgers. He faced the Dodgers um, on the fourth, three innings, one hit, one run, seven walks, two Ks. So the walks crushed him. But then at the Giants, six and a third, one hits two orange, still four walks, but five Ks for 17.3. So the walks have been a big, big bugaboo for Austin Gomber, but the strikeouts have been there. Dodgers is a very good team, but if, man, he can get you like five, six innings, give up three or four runs or strikeout six plus, on this slate at $6,900, you'll take that at basically no ownership. So Gomber's intriguing. If you want to go Gomber, Urias, I don't even hate that. Um, if you want to go Gomber and someone else, you can do that too, but Urias will be very popular. Dodgers bats will be very popular. Gombers is a way to be very different, and you can almost take all the chalks with the bats if you play Gomber. That's just kind of how it's going to go. If you play Gomber and he goes off, you're gonna you should be well ahead of the curve. 
on this slate. So that's why I want to bring him up. Is it is it risky? Yes. But if you look at these other pitches, I'm not playing Patrick Corbin, not playing Sean Manaya. Um, some people like Sean Manaya. I, I can't do it. Jordan Lyles, no. Merrill Kelly, no. Tanner Rourke, I thought about it. I really did, but he's no. Um, Junis, possibly. Scooble, probably not. Like it's a like Scooble, Rourke, and Manaya, you can you can find ways to make yourself feel good about it, but I'd rather target them with bats. So that's where we're going there. Let's talk about the bats on this five-game slate catcher's position. You can pay up for like Salvi, who went deep. He's in play, but I like Wilson Ramos at 41. The Tigers, they finally got a price bump, folks. It's not like still outrageous. It's still very affordable, but they got a bit of a price bump. So it's not as lovely as it once was, but we are going back to that well because I will attack. There are certain pitchers. If you've listened to the show through the past years, we attack. And baseball, you don't get it right every time because it's baseball. But we get it right more often than not. That's why we continue to attack. So we will attack Shamanaya. And Wilson Ramos is just on an absolute heater of heaters. He's 41 hundo. He's a catcher that's averaging over almost 12 points per game. 7, 33, 16, 14, 14, 2, 21. That's a hell of a run for a catcher. He's on. Um, he's hit safely in eight of his last 10. He's hit safely in six straight. He's just playing great ball. He's 41 hundo versus Manaya. I can get on board with that in a heartbeat. Uh, Jonah Heim, if he's playing, he's 3,800 bucks versus Hill. A little bit of value there um, in his matchup. Uh, Trevino versus Hill at 31 as well. Other than that, you're you're playing lineups here and, and seeing what pops because there's not enough at first blush that I'm in love with, but uh, there will be stuff that opens up with these lineups. But I, well, I'm probably just going to plug in Ramos at 41 unless something really crazy happens, like he's not playing or something. Uh, first base position, you can go Muncy. He does like hitting lefties, so you don't have to ignore that at 53 if you're playing Gomber. But I'm in on Gomber. I really am. I'm I'm, I, I, I'm intrigued, to say the least. I like the the velocity changes, the pitch mix changes. I think the strikeouts are there. Just control the walks, kid. That's the biggest thing. Uh, Cardinal Santana's 4,200 versus Tanner Works. Santana's gone deep yesterday, and he's gone deep in two of his last four. So don't hate that at 4,200 bucks. Uh, below 4K, though, Renato Nunez at 38 for Spanaya. Absolutely love that play. I write up the uh, free daily DK picks on Rotoball on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So for Thursday slate, I got you covered. And Renato Nunez is in that article for sure. It was hard for me not to write up a bunch of Tigers. It really was. Really, really was because I'm having a soft spot for Tigers when it comes to DFS and matchups like this. But Renato Nunez at 38, absolutely love it. Dude mashes. We know this. 4, 16, 21, and 2 since he's been called up. Uh, he's been starting, he's, he started all four of those games, really getting comfortable. He's gone deep twice already. He's done what Nunez does. Doesn't it for a high average, tons of power, tons of fantasy production. Nunez at 38 on play, on play there. Josh Bell at 36 versus Kelly. Lefties can attack Merrill Kelly. We love that. Bell's put up 11 and four in his first two games since returning from the COVID IL. He's been hitting fourth in the middle of that lineup and in the middle of a Washington lineup. I'm going to stack up on Thursday. So give me some Josh Bell at 36. Other options, like Yandy Diaz at 33 if you're stacking uh, Tampa Bay, but I like Roddy Telez at 29. looks like he might be slowly waking up, folks. 10 more points on Wednesday, 14, because he went deep on Tuesday. So back-to-back double-digit games after being basically a nothing. He hit safely in three straight games after going hitless in his first seven. Slowly getting it going. Nothing like a little Jacob Junis and some Kansas City bullpen to get you fired up. So Rowdy Telez, Rowdy Rowdy time at 29 hundo. Second base, love Whit Merrifield if you can afford him. I think Kansas City is a fun one against Rourke and that Toronto bullpen that's quite depleted. So Merrifield at 57 if you can afford him. 
not a bad play. But if you're looking to save Chris Taylor against Austin Gomber at 42, I like a lot. He's second base outfield eligible. If you're fading Gomber, uh, we got 17, 5, 18, 2, 16. There's last five been quite productive there for Chris Taylor. He's hitting fifth or sixth in that Dodgers lineup. So keep an eye on him at 4,200. Josh Harrison at 39 is another guy. Put him in the Washington stack today. He produced a nice 12 pointer. He's played in three straight games since coming off the COVID IL. Started all three of them. Three points, 15 points, 12 points. Hit safely in all three. Uh, been quite productive. So 3,900 bucks. He'll be the forgotten man a lot of the times because you're looking at lefties versus Kelly or you're looking at Trey Turner or someone else. Um, don't forget about Harrison because he's been hitting fifth or sixth too. So you can get like a Soto, uh, Bell, Schwarber, Harrison, or mix and match there, but definitely have Soto involved. But Harrison's nice and cheap and will be forgotten, kind of makes you different. Uh, Jed Lowry's 3,600, another option I like. He's been just crushing baseballs, double-digit points in four straight games. Uh, he's hit safely in eight of his last uh, – or seven of his last ten games. He's hit safely in uh, five straight multi-hit games in four straight. He's just raking, switch hitter, going up against Tariq Skubal, and then the Detroit bullpen, hitting in the middle of that lineup, 3,600. Nice cheap piece. We'll talk about him and Laureano, both below 4K. You know, Connor's only 41. That one through three stack of Oakland's affordable and very productive these days. So keep him in mind at 36. Like Nick Solak at 35, don't hate it. Garrett Hampson at 34 versus Urias, nice contrarian play if you're looking there. But uh, that should wrap us up at second base, third base position. Justin Turner went deep on Wednesday. He's just he's smoking baseballs right now. He's 5,500. Worth the price of admission. If you're playing Tampa Bay, Joey Wendell at th- third base shortstop. Don't want to play him at 47, so that's a good tournament play. Uh, Matt Chapman at 43 as well. Nice little tournament look, double-digit points in back-to-back games. So maybe Chapman's getting things going at 4,300. Uh, Condelario told you the price bumps for Detroit at the 4K, but he continues to get it done, hitting usually second or third in that Detroit lineup. Double-digit points in four of his last five, seven or more in all five games. Uh, and that's without uh, – he's got one home run over those games. So he's being – that's how productive he's at three straight games, multi-hit games, extra doubles and back-to-back games. He's walking. He's hitting in guys. He's scoring runs. He's been super productive at 4K. So like me some candy, man. Uh, Charlie Culberson, if you're attacking Hill, he's 3,700, swinging a good bat starting every day of late for Texas. And that should probably do it at the third base position, heading to short stop. Trey Turner at 58, playing the Arizona Diamondbacks who let Loreano get four stolen bases over their series. So you can run all over them. Makes Trey a big, big fan. And he's leading off on Wednesday. So maybe they're mixing things up there. Sucks for Victor Robles, but good for Trey Turner, I guess. Bo Bichette's 49 versus Junis, coming off a double dong Wednesday. So he's worth a play. Adamas, Culberson are both here uh, for cheaper. Adamas at 41, Culberson at 37. For those plays, but other than that, you're probably playing up at shortstop like we have most of the time. With head of the outfield, where you have some nice plays here, obviously Juan Soto at 6K, I like him to go deep on Thursday. I really like that uh, Washington stack against Kelly. So we could look that direction. A couple others, you know, bets as always would play. Dodgers are going to be nice. But um, Austin Meadows, man, Tampa Bay is letting everybody down right now. Another great matchup for them. It's like you got to keep going to the well because you're going to miss it when it hits, but it's tough. I get it. He's 47 versus Lyles. Schwarber's up to 46, so he's $1,000 more than, than Bell, but um, don't hate it versus Kelly if you want to go that direction. 
Mark Connor, 41. Loriano, 38. Two great plays hitting first and second. I mentioned Lowry at 36. So nice looks there. Uh, Akil Badu at 39. Continues to get the job done at the plate. No one was our left with an injury, so maybe Badu moves up in that lineup. Um, keep an eye on that one. Ben and Tenney's at 3,500. Still not hitting all the time, but he's hit safely in two, four, five. And he's hit safely in eight of ten. He's hit safely in seven of his last eight. Not like tearing the cover off the ball, but he's also stealing bags, which is big. He's stolen a bag in three of the last four games, so it really helps his fantasy production is why I mentioned that. Hitting towards the top of the Kansas City lineup, he's 3,500. So if you're looking at a stack or just looking for value, uh, I don't hate Ben Intendi in his situation. We mentioned Hampson at 34. Mark goes at 34 if you're looking for some, some values. Corey Soler in a stack or in a tournament at 34. LaCastro, if he's leading off for Arizona, is only 33 if you're attacking Corbin. Robbie Grossman still 33, so he's one of the cheapies left in Detroit. Don't dislike that. Uh, Guriel at 32 if you're stacking Toronto. Cheap outfillers if you're looking for them. Uh, Grossman's cash viable. Most of these guys are GPP plays, but there's one we're going to get to. And we talked about him in the Slack chat. That's where the Slack chat becomes convenient. When the lineups came out, it came to our attention, and we attacked. And his name is Adolis Garcia. He is $2,000. $2,000 on both sides. But 2000 on DK, 15 points. He had five points in his debut on Tuesday. He went one for four with a run scored on Tuesday. On Wednesday, two for four with a triple and two RBIs for 15 points. They had to review it almost was a home run, which would have been tremendous. But $2,000 hit and cleanup for the Rangers, and he hit cleanup versus lefty on Wednesday. I'd imagine he'll be there on Thursday. He had a great spring training. His minor league numbers in 2019 were outstanding. $2,000. I'll be on board that one for sure. All right, recapping the pitching. Urias, that's the play. Uh, Rich Hill at 9K is also worth the look. Junis at 64. And if you want to be different, Austin Gomber at 69. If you're stacking it up, the Dodgers are going to be very, very popular. But I love me some Washington versus Merrill Kelly like Detroit versus Oakland, and then Arizona versus Corbin doesn't stink either. But Washington and Detroit's were going to be planting my flags on this five-game slate. But there you have it, folks. Simple, quick, six-game run-through early on, five-game breakdown, main slate as usual. You can check me on Twitter at BDNTrick. Check out the podcast. MLB DFS Quick Gets Rate and Review it on iTunes. would much appreciate it. Bench with Bubba, my season-long fantasy baseball podcast for you guys out there. Uh, Batflip Crazy Night at episode 79 on Tuesday. On Wednesday night, recorded with Paul Mamino of Roto Fanatic to talk about the data monster and more. So go check out all that good stuff. Benched with Bubba. Uh, the always pressing PGA DFS podcast. By the time you listen to this, they will be at, they will have teed off at the RBC Heritage. But we record every Monday night to preview your weekly PGA action. Uh, also, just, just follow me. Tons of good stuff uh, You know, with ITL and radio and all kinds of other deals. So check me out on Twitter at PDM Trick. You get all the goodies there. Uh, check out rotoballer.com. My written content there. I write Monday through Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, premium values, Tuesday, Thursday, free DraftKings plays. You can watch this video on Rotoballer's YouTube channel. Subscribe, like, share, all the goodies there. But for now, this is MLB DFS Quickets, your Thursday, April 15th edition. I'm out. Yeah.